Today's daf is Gitin daf Memches. And we are at the last line of daf Mem Zayin Omid Beis Va'ozdu Litamayo. Today's daf has been learned as a schus before Shalema from Moshe Abba ben Devora and Le'ili Nishmas Chaim Elazar ben Yibadu Lechaim Reb Shim So at the very end of yesterday's daf, we began a new sugya. The sugya of Kinyan Peiros Kikinyan Aguf or Kinyan Peiros Lav Kikinyan Aguf. And as is well known from throughout Shas, this Shaila is a Machloikis Amoiroim, not just any Amoiroim, but it's a Machloikis Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish. Rabbi Yochanan holds Kinyan Peiros is Kikinyan Aguf Dami. Reish Lakish holds Kinyan Peiros is Lav Kikinyan Aguf Dami. The specifics of the machloikis that was presented at the end of yesterday's daf was somebody sold his field, Leperos. So Ruven owns a field and he sold the schus of the Peros in that field to Shimon. Shimon now has all these Peros. He has a mitzvah to bring Bikurim from those Peros. The question is when he brings his Bikurim, does he read the parsha of Bikurim or does he not read the parsha of Bikurim? So in Masechtas Bikurim, there's an idea that although part and parcel of the mitzvah of Bikurim was to recite a parsha in the Torah, but not every person that was obligated to bring Bikurim read the parsha of Bikurim. And there was a machloikis, Rabbi Yochem Reish Lakish, if somebody sold his field, the payrois, the owner of the Peiros, who certainly has an obligation to bring Bikurim, does he also read the parasha Bikurim or does he not? Rabbi Yochanan said, Mevi Vekaira. Reish Lakir said, Mevi Ve'enai Kaira. Rabbi Yochanan said, Mevi Vekaira, because Rabbi Yochanan holds Kenyan Peiros is Kenyan Akov. So that the person that owns the Peiros, Shimon, he's deemed to be the primary owner of this field. Being that he owns the field, he can therefore not just bring the Bikurim, but also recite the parish of Bikurim. Whereas Rishlokish holds Kinyan Peiros is Lavke Kinyan Hagov. So that Shimon, who owns the Peiros in this field, is not deemed to also own the Guf of the field. Schos Peiros, certainly he has. An obligation to bring Bikurim, we're not negotiating that. But in terms of reading the parish of Bikurim, being that he does not own the field, therefore he cannot bring the Bikurim, and also recite the parsha. Now, what does reciting the parsha of Bikurim have to do with owning the field? It's based on a Pasuk that was said in the Mikra Bikurim. One of the things the person would say is, I'm bringing the reishis of the fruit from the land that you gave me. So, if you own the land, you can recite the parsha of Bikurim. If you don't own the land, you can't recite the parsha of Bikurim. Because how could you say the words... Rabbi Yochanan holds the one that owns the Paris is viewed as the one that owns the Guf, Kenyan Paris, Kenyan Aguf Dami. As a result, it is Whereas Rish Lakish holds Kenyan Paris as Lavke Kenyan Aguf Dami. Although Shimon owns the Paris and certainly has an obligation to bring Bikurim, but he can't say and therefore Rish Lakish is going to hold that But this is just one of the backdrops of this Shiloh, of Kenyan Peres Kenyan Agof, or Kenyan Peres Lav Kenyan Agof. Just to think about it a little bit from a philosophical perspective, what are Rabbi Yochan and Rish Lakish arguing about? You have a field. One person owns the field. Another person, however, has all the schosim in the field. Who do we look at as being the Iker owner of this field? Is it the person that physically owns it? 
the title is in his name, or is it the person that has the schosim in it that's actually able to use it? That's the shaila in a nutshell. Balabatish Giret, Kinya Peres Kikinya Naguftami, or Kinya Peres Lav Kikinya Naguftami. Rabbi Yochanan holds that whoever has the schuse hishtamshus and this item, whether it's a field, whether it's a Dovisham Metaltalin, he is the one that's considered to own the guf. Kinyan Peirois is Kinyan Aguf. We look at him as being the owner of the field. Whereas Rishlakish holds, we don't look at the person that has the Schusei Hishnamshis, but no, we ask ourselves who actually owns it. If one person owns it, even though he right now forfeited his rights to it, but at the end of the day, you're the one that owns it, you're the one that owns the Guf. And just to add one other knech, when you read the words Kinyan Peiris Kinyan Aguf, it sounds like for sure the one that owns the guf owns the guf. The shaila is Kenyan Paris. Is that also Kenyan Aguf or not? Almost like a Ke'ilu. It's Kenyan Aguf, Tommy. But it's a mistake. Rabbi Yochan that holds Kenyan Paris as Kenyan Aguf. It's very important understanding even the Dafyoimi version of the Gemara that we're about to learn holds that whoever owns the Paris, he owns the guf. As opposed to the person that owns the guf. He does not own the Gulf. It's the one that has the schus that is deemed to be the, the rightful owner of this asset. Whereas Rish Lakish holds, no, we don't look at the person that has the schus in it, but rather we look at the person that physically owns it. He holds Kenyan Paris, is Lavke Kenyan Aguf Dami. Either way, in our studio, the Machloikis Rabbi Yochan Rish Lakish of Kenyan Paris, Kenyan Aguf Dami, was said in Hilchas Bikurim. And it was talking specifically about somebody that was Moicher Sadeo Lepeira. So I own the Peiris in a field. I certainly have a mitzvah to bring Bekurim. Loy Alze Anudanin. The question is whether or not I'm going to be Mevi Vekaira or whether I'm going to be Mevi Veenai Kaira. If Kenyan Peiris is Kenyan Aguf, I'm Mevi Vekaira because I own the Gulf. I can say you are Domash Anosatali Hashem. If Kenyan Peiris is Lavke Kenyan Aguf Dami, I don't own the Gulf. As a result, I cannot read the parish of Bikurim. So the Gemara is going to begin now and the Gemara is going to present to us another instance where Rabbi Yochan and Rish had the same exact machloikis, Lashita Sayo, in Hilchas Bikurim. So it's really Lashita Sayo, a shayla of a Kenyan Peiris, Kenyan Aguf Dami, whether or not you may be the Kaira or you may be the Ene Kaira. This machloikis Rabbi Yochan and Rish we find elsewhere, which means that they were arguing litamayo, which is our way of saying We learned If somebody sells his field during the time that Yovel was naik, so once upon a time when the Yidin were living in Eretz Yisrael and it was Shonim Kitikunam, there was a very, very important mitzvah that governed a lot of what Yidin did, and that was the mitzvah of Yovel. One of the halachas of Yovel states that if somebody sells a steachuza, a field that he has birusha, when Yovel comes, that transaction gets unwound. So if Reuven yarshened the field from his father, he sold it now to Shimon, the mechir is only up until Yovel. Once Yovel comes, at that point, you give the field back. Our Machloikis Rabbi Yochan Rishlakish is discussing somebody that sold this field, Bismansha Yovel Noyek. The significance of that is, Rashi says, top Rashi on the Amid, that being that this Mechira is only a Mechira Lashah, because once Yovel comes, so again, the transaction is going to be unwound, we look at this Mechira as being only a Mechira of the Peiros. In other words, the buyer who's being koina this field with Kesef Shtar Chazaka is really only making a Kenyan Peiros. 
He's not making a Kenyan Agof. Now you're going to say, what do you mean? He sold him the whole field. That's true. But being that it's only a Kenyan Lizman, so therefore we look at this not as being a Kenyan Agof. We look at it as being a Kenyan Paris. Hence the question, this person that owns the field, is he going to be maybe the Kairos? Is he maybe the Enikar? Rabbi Yechonam, Rabbi Yechonam said, maybe the Kairos. Shlokashama, maybe the Enikar. Rabbi Yechonam, maybe the Kairos. Rabbi Yechonam, maybe the Kairos. Kenyan Paris, Kenyan Agof. Tommy, that's Rabbi Yechonam Chito. He holds Kenyan Paris as Kenyan Agof. So although this person only has a Kenyan Paris, but that is Kenyan Agof. If it's Kenyan Agof, he could say the words, the Atahine Evesias, Rachel's Priya Adoma, Shenosatli, Ashap, Shlokashama, maybe the Enikar. Rachel says he's maybe the Enikar because Kenyan Paris is Lavka Kenyan Agof. Tommy. So this Machloik is Rabbi Yechonam Rishlokish, says the Gemara. Is letamayo. It's literally leshitosayo. Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish. In the two cases, hamoicher sadeo leperois or hamoicher sadeo bezman shayevul noyik. You have a situation where somebody owns fruit in a field, but all he has is a Kenyan Paris. In both cases, Rabbi Yechonan holds Kenyan Paris, Kenyan Aguftami, thus, you may be the Kair. And in both cases, Rishlokish holds Kenyan Paris, is love Kenyan Aguftami, and therefore you may be the Enakir. And the Gemara says, Vitzricha. We needed Rabbi Yechonan and Reish Lakish to argue in both of these cases. Because had we not had the two machloikasin, I would not have known for sure that in both of these cases, Rabbi Yochanan holds mevi v'kaira and Reish holds mevi v'enekaira. Why? The it marbahi. Because had I only had the first machloikis, Rabbi Yochanan Reish the case of Moichas Adel Leperos, I would have thought by he come Reish It's only there the Reish holds that talachis that Kenya Peros is lavki Kenya Nagoftami. The ki kanachis adaita the Peros kanachis, and the reason is because this person who bought the field. He knows all he bought was the Paris of the field. That was the deal. I'm selling you only the fruit of the field. So it could be Virish Lakish Holds, where my das in this transaction is simply and merely to buy the Paris of the field. There, Kenya Paris is Lavki Kenya Guftami. But in the case where somebody sold his field, although it's true, all the buyer has is a Kenyan Peiros, but when the person purchased the field, in his mind, he's buying a field. Now, Grada, the way the London look at this transaction is as a Kenyan Peiros. Why? Because it's a Kenyan Lashaw, and a Kenyan Lashaw is a Kenyan Peiros. But the bottom line is, in his thought process, what he's buying is a regular field. And being that what he's buying is a regular field, I would have thought over there, Rish Lakish holds Kenyan Paris is Kenyan Aguftami. And I only had the Machloikis of Amoicher, so there was Mancha Yevon Noyek. I would have thought about Hakam Rabbi Yechon. Maybe it's only there that Rabbi Yechon holds Kenyan Paris is Kenyan Aguftami because of the Svara. Ki Kanaches, I dated the Gufi Kanaches. But in the case of Moicher, Sadeo the Peiros, where the person Lechatchila is only buying Peiros, I would have thought in that instance, Rabbi Yochan has made it to Rishlokish that Kenya Peiros is Lavka Kenya Nagoftami, says the Gemara, that's why we needed the two Machloikisen, Sai the Machloikis Rabbi Yochan Rishlokish by Moichar Sadeo the Peiros, and Sai the Machloikis Rabbi Yochan Rishlokish by Moichar Sadeo Bismat Shayoi Vonayik to teach me that in both cases, Rabbi Yochanan holds Kenya Paris as Kenya Naguftami, maybe the Kaira, and Rish Lakish holds Kenya Paris as Lavki Kenya Naguftami, therefore you may be the Enoi Kaira. In other words, what the Gemara just said is that even though these two cases, Moichas Adeo Leperos and Moichas Adeo Bismach Ayoyevel Noyek, are both Shailas of Kenya Paris, Kenya Naguf, but they're not literally the same case. Moichas Adeo Leperos, the person, Lechatchila, is only buying Paris. Moichas Adeo Bismach Ayoyevel Noyek, the person, Lechatchila, is buying the Guf. 
It just so happens that Halacha views it as merely a Kenyan Paris. So you could have thought that in the Sugi of Kenyan Paris, Kenyan Aguftami, maybe Echapsa Nafkemina, Kamash Malon, the Tumach Loikis, and that it does not. Now the truth is, this Gemara that we just learned, you can tell, is very, very Yisoidi. It requires a little bit of beer, and Be'ezer Hashem, that's going to be the raid light either way. But for now, we have this Machloikis, Rabbi Yoichan, and Reish Lakish, whether Kenyan Paris is Kenyan Aguftami or not, with a Nafkemina and Hilchas Bikurim. If someone owns Kenya Paris, is he maybe the Kaira or is he maybe the Enoi Kaira? So the Gemara says, Toshma, I'll bring you right from a Mishnah. This Mishnah is a Mesechtes Bikurim. If somebody buys a tree and the Karka that's beneath the tree, maybe the Kaira, the Allah is, he's maybe the Kaira. So what's the Kasha? Rashi explains that the assumption is that this Mishnah is talking even Bizman Shayyavil Noyik. If the Mishnah is talking Bizman Shayyavil Noyik, so you have a Mafurisha Makar, that if somebody buys a tree or a field, Bizman Shayyavil Noyik, Dalach is in Mevi Vakaira. According to Reish Lakish, if I bought the field, all I have is a Kenyan Paris. Why? Because even though I bought the whole tree, but the tree is going to go back to its rightful owner once Yoivil comes. It's a Kenyan Shah, Kenyan Shah is a Kenyan Paris. If the Mishnah says Mafurish, you may be Vakaira, so it's a Raya to Shitas Rabbi Yochanan that Kenyan Paris is Kenyan. Aguftami, but the Gemara says, Hachab, my Askid, Bismansha, Ena Yoivel Noyik. It's true. If you knew for a fact the Mishnah is talking about Bismansha, and Yoivel Noyik, you would have a good Kasha. Maybe the Mishnah is talking about Bismansha, Ena Yoivel Noyik. According to Rav Rishonim, Bisman Bayesheni already. Yoivel was not Noyik, so it's not such a far fetched Akimta. The time that the Mishnah was written, which is Pashtis, Ansheik Nessus, Agdoilo. So, Lahura, at that point, you didn't have any more Yoivel. Thus, the Mishnah is talking about when Yoivel was a Noyik. When Yoivel was Noyik, you'd be made of Enochira, says Rish Lakish. Because Enochanami, all you have is a Kenyan Paris. Tashma, another Raya from another Mishnah. This Mishnah is also Masachis Bikurim. If somebody buys two trees in his friend's field, so the Allah is maybe the Enochira, he brings Bikurim. However, he doesn't read the Parsha Bikurim. So, this is a little bit different than the previous case. In the previous case, a person bought a tree and he bought the karka underneath it. In the next case, he didn't buy any karka. He bought two trees, so the buyer only bought the tree, but he didn't buy the actual field. So the Allah is, he brings Bikurim, but he doesn't read the parsha Bikurim. Says the Gemara, it's Meduyek, if he would have bought not two trees, but three trees, it sounds like in that instance, he would have been so this is not our sugyo, but if somebody buys a tree in his friend's field, does he get the ground underneath it or does he not? So the Allah is like this. If you buy one tree, you don't get it. If you buy two, it's a suffix. If you buy three, you zikha get it. If you buy three, being that you zikha get it, you're maybe vakaira. You don't just bring Bikurim, but you read the parish of Bikurim. You own the Karka, so you could say, What's the Gemara's Kasha? If we assume that it's talking even Bizman Shayyavonoyeg, so even if you got the land underneath it because you bought three trees, but all you have is a Kenyan Paris, and if all you have is Kenyan Paris, according to Rish Lakish, Kenyan Paris is Lavke Kenyan Agoftami. So it's another Mishnah, not like Rish Lakish, and the Gemara says the same Territory. It's talking about this Mishnah, like the previous Mishnah, if there's no Yoival, so any Kenyan that you have, you're going to have forever, like nowadays, as a result, it's not a Kenyan Shah. If it's not a Kenyan Shah, you'd be Mavi, and not only would you be Mavi, but you would be Kaira as well. So we had two Kashas on Rish Lakish from two Mishnahis, 
the Makshin assumed that the Mishnayas were talking even Bizman Shayoyvul Nayeg, and the Teretz was that the Mishnayas are talking Bizman Sheena Yoyvul Nayeg. That is the Gemara's first Teretz to answer these two Mishnayas. But the Gemara now says another Teretz. Now that we heard Rav Chizda say a Chiddush, so Rav Chizda came into Beis Medrash. And he said a big chiddush in the machloikis Rabbi Yochanan Rishlokish. He said machloikis, the whole machloikis Rabbi Yochanan Rishlokish was beyovel sheni. It was leading up to the second yovel and the third and the fourth. Meaning, once the yidden already experienced one yovel, said Rabbi Chizda, that's when Rishlokish's sheet of Kinya Peiris lavki Kinya Naguftami went into effect. Avo beyovel rishon, but beyovel rishon divrei akol maybe vekaira. Over there, everybody agrees, even Rishlokish, that. The halach is Kenya Paris is Kenya Nagov, and the reason is that Kati loisomach datayo. Because even though the Yidden knew leading up to the first Yoival that there was going to be a Yoival, but seeing is believing. Until you physically experience a Yoival, you don't really anticipate the full ramifications of the Yoival. So even though it's true, Reish Lakish holds that if somebody buys a field, you may be in a kaira because all you have is a Kenyan Paris. But Rav Chizda said a phenomenal Chiddush that only once the Yidden already experienced the Yoival. But up until the point that the Yidden had experienced the Yoival, even Rav Rishlokish was moida that Kenyan Peiros in this instance, in regards to a moicha sadeh b'yoyvel, would have been kikinyan agof because when the person bought it, in his mind, his das was, I'm not just buying Paris, I'm actually buying this forever. And the mindset of the buyer and the seller play a role in the sugi of kinyan Paris kikinyan agof and it's for that reason, said Rav Chizda, that leading up to Yoyvul Rishin, everybody would agree, even Reish Lakish, that you may be v'kair. And the reason is, the Gemara speaks it out, because you don't really think that you're going to lose it. Because even though you know the halacha, but you didn't experience it yet. The bottom line is, Rav Chizda said, that even though Reish Lakish holds that if somebody buys a field, all he has is a Kenyan Paris, and therefore you may be v'nei kair, that was only true once the Yidin experienced one Yoyvul. But up until the first Yoyvul, being that the buyer in his mind thought that he was buying this forever, so therefore the halacha would have been maybe v'kaira. So the Gemara says, once you know Rav Chizda's halacha, you could say a second teretz to the kasha from the two mishnayis. Yeah, two mishnayis that are mashma. That if you buy a field, even bizman shal yevul no, you give maybe v'kaira. Like kasha, so the Gemara says, not really a kasha, because I could always tell you, habi yevul rish and habi yevul sheni. Rish Lakish was saying, does halacha be yevul sheni? Those two mishnayis. We're talking about the Yoyvul Rishon. Bottom line is, we have a Machloikis, Rabbi Yechon, Rish Lakish, Kenya Paris, Kenya Guftami, or not. Rigeya, if somebody has a Kenya Paris in the field, you may be Vakar, you may be Venikar. We had two applications of this Machloikis, Hamoichasadeo Le Peres, or Hamoichasadeo Bezman Shayoyvul Noyek. The Gemara has two kashas. If Rish Lakish holds Hamoichasadeo Bezman Shayoyvul Noyek, the Allah is that you may be Venikar. How do you understand the Mishnah that says, Akoyne Ilan Vikarkoy, you may be Vikar? How do you understand the Mishnah that's Mashma, that if somebody would buy three trees in his friend's field, he'd be Maybe Vikaira. So the Gemara it's fate to Rutsan. The first Teretz is those Mishnayas are going Bizman Sheena Yoyvul Noyek. So Spashid you'd be maybe Vikaira. Or it's going even Bizman Shayoyvul Noyek, but Biyoyvul Rishan leading up to the first Yoyvul. But then once the first Yoyvul passes, at that point it's not going to be no Geya anymore. Says the Gemara Lemekatanoy. It would seem, maybe, perhaps, that this Machloikis Rabbi Yechen Rishlokish is really a Machloikis Tanoim. Now the background to this Machloikis Tanoim which is going to take us pretty close to the bottom of the Yomid, is a very, very obscure halach in the Torah. It's the halacha of a makdish stay achuza and a makdish stay mikna. So the Torah says as follows. If somebody is makdish a stay achuza, stay achuza is a field that this person inherited from his father, who inherited the field from his father, going back literally to Yeshua Benon. If someone is makdish a stay achuza, bizman shahayoyvul noyeg, 
Talach is if he wants to redeem it, he can redeem it. Let's say he didn't redeem it. And Hektish went and sold the field. Now Yoivul comes. What happens to the field? So somebody was Maktish the field. Hektish owns it. The Gizbar, the treasure of Hektish, went and he sold it. So the Torah says that what happens is, once Yoivul comes, the Mechira of the Gizbar to whoever bought it gets unwound so that the field goes back to the Gizbar. The Gizbar then takes the field and he gives it to the Kehanim. It's Matnus Kohunim. If somebody would sell, not, or be maktish, not a steachuza, but be maktish, a stay mikna. What's a stay mikna? That's again a field that a person owns, but he didn't inherit it, he rather bought it. So then the halacha is that if he sells it, if he's maktish it, and then hektish sells it, then the halacha is that when yoivul comes, it goes back to hektish, and then from hektish, it actually goes back to the original owner. That's the halacha. He's like zeros All we really need to know is, is that the shulchan aruch of a maktish steachuza is different from the shulchan aruch of a maktish stei mikna. Maktish stei achuza, yoivul, it's going to end up going to the kayanim. Maktish stei mikna, yoivul, it's going to end up going back to the original owner. But the bottom line is, is with that backdrop, amachloikis tanohim, which the Gemara is thinking right now out loud, maybe it's the machloikis Rabbi Yechon Rishlokish, Kinyi Peres Kinyi Guftami, or Kinyi Peres Lafke Kinyi Guftami. So what's this machloikis? A price. And I really care so the of it. How do you know if somebody would buy a field from his own father? Vehiktisha. And then he was makdishet. So right now he was makdishet stay mikna. He bought a field. That's the definition of a stay mikna. He bought a field and he was makdishet. And then his father died. Now, once his father died, the field became a little bit of a stay achuza, right? What's the definition of a stay achuza? A man's father dies and he inherited the field. Now, this field is really not a stay achuza. The reason it's not a stay achuza is because he had already been makdishet by the time it became a stay achuza. When he was Makdashit, he had not inherited the field, he had purchased the field. As a result, it's a textbook example of a stay mikna. So really it's a stay mikna, but it has shades of a stay achuza. Because it could have, would have, should have been a stay achuza. The problem is, he jumped the gun. He was Makdashit before he became a stay achuza. So Zok the Bryce, how do you know? Like, if somebody buys a field from his father, and he's Makdashit as a stay mikna. And then his father died, which means it could have been a stay achuza. How do you know that we look at it as a stay achuza, taka? Even though it wasn't. It's based on the following Pasuk. When the Pasuk describes a stay mikna, it says, It's a funny lashon. If somebody would be makdish a stay mikna, which is not a stay achuza, and we darshin sodish in a ruuyali a stay achuza, the only time something is a stay mikna is if it's not even roy to be a stay achuza. As opposed to this field, which was roy to be a stay achuza. Why was it roy to be a stay achuza? Because who did he buy it from? From his father. So it could have, would have, should have been a stay achuza. And that's based on Xeris Akasav. You need a Pasuk for this. But based on Xeris Akasav, we learn that this actually has a din of a stay achuza. That's the way it's treated. It's not treated like a stay. Rameyer learned from this pasik a different halach. Minayin, how do you know? Somebody buys a field from his father. And then his father died. And then he was makdishit. So this case is a little bit different. It's a subtle difference, but the subtlety is the whole sugya. In this case, a person bought a field from his father. It was a stay mikna. Then his father died. Before he was Makdashit, which means that even though he had bought it, but 
Now it already became a steachuza. Maybe. Now, you'll tell me he bought it already, so it's not a steachuza. And a chanami. But the point is, it was a stay mikna, then a shtikl was steachuza, va'achakachitisho, and then afterwards he was makdashit, minayin shetel of kasteachuza. How do you know that we treat it like a steachuza? This is Rameyus Drosho, Talmud Loimar. So Rameyus said, the Pasik says, it means stay mikna, soy, ashaloy mi steachuza, soy, and we learn from here, sadash ain't a steachuza, that the only time something is a stay mikna is if it's also not a steachuza. Yatza says, she's steachuza, as opposed to this, which is also a steachuza. So Yehuda Reb Shimon on the one hand and Reb on the other hand both said a chiddush in the parish of Steachuza. Reb Yehuda Reb Shimon's chiddush was that if somebody would buy a field from his father, be makdeshe, and then afterwards his father would die, the halach is we would treat it like a Steachuza. This is a very, very extreme chiddush because not only was it never a Steachuza, he bought it from his father, but he was even makdeshe before it got a shemetz of Steachuza. But based on a pasuk, that Rebbe teaches me that we look at it as a steachuza. Rameir's said a chiddush, but not nearly as big a chiddush. Rameir's chiddush was that if a person would buy a field from his father, then his father would die, and only afterwards he would be makdashit, there we would look at it as a steachuza. Why is that a lesser chiddush? Because in this case, it was a steachuza a little bit at the time that he was makdashit. And it's over there that we darsh it from the same pasik, that we're going to view it as a, as a steachuza. Now, Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon darshan the bigger chiddush. Rameir darshan the lesser chiddush. The Gemara is going to reason now that we know the rule is to fasta merubalay to fasta, right? If you have a, a diuk and a pasik and you can darshan, you can darshan a bigger chiddush, you can darshan a lesser chiddush. Which chiddush do you darshan? You darshan the lesser chiddush. That's easy. If Rabbi Yudin and Rabbi Shimon darshan the bigger chiddush, it must be that they held that the lesser chiddush doesn't need a drasha. Because if the lesser chiddush needed a drasha, then they'd have no right to darshan the bigger chiddush. That's the Diak of the Gemara. The ilu the Rabbi Yudin and Rabbi Shimon, according to Rabbi Yudin and Rabbi Shimon, may sabe v'achakachikdisha the case of Rameir, where the father died before he was, the son was Makdashit, apparently it doesn't need a Pasuk. How do you know it doesn't need a Pasuk? Because if it needed a Pasuk, they would have no right to darshan their drasha. How do you have a right to say the bigger Chiddush if I need the Pasuk to teach me the smaller Chiddush? Must be, this is the whole premise of the Gemara, that the lesser Chiddush does not need a Pasuk. In other words, we have a Machloik is Tanoim, Rabbi Yehud and Rabbi Shimon on the one hand, Rameir on the other hand. A situation where a person bought a field from his father, then his father died, and then he was Makdashit. Do we look at it in Svara, without Psukim, as a stay Mikna or as a stay Achuza? Rabbi Yehud and Rabbi Shimon hold in Svara, we look at it as a stay Achuza. Whereas Rabbi Meir holds, we look at it in Svara as a stay Mikna. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Shimon hold in Svar, we look at it as a stay achuzah. Therefore, you don't need a pasuk to teach me that it's a stay achuzah. Rabbi holds that in Svar, you look at it as being a stay mikna. Therefore, you do need a pasuk to teach me that really it's a stay achuzah. So the Gemara says, "My What is the machloikis? Whether we should look at this field in Svar as being a stay mikna or stay achuzah? So the Gemara says, "Look, there are mayor Svar, a mayor holds kinyan peres kinyan agof tami. Rameir holds that kinyan peres is kinyan agof, and being there, Rameir holds that kinyan peres is kinyan agof tami. So therefore, when the person bought the field from his father when he bought the field so who now owns the field who owns the field the son bought the field being that he bought the field the son owns the field but the truth is he only owns the Kenya Paris why does he only own the Kenya Paris Rashi injects a very important piece of information the reason is because it's Bizvan Shai Yoyvul 
And being that it's Pismaj Shnayoyvel Noyig, every Mechir in the world is really merely a Kenyan Paris. So what emerges then is, is that the son owns the Kenyan Paris, whereas the father has the Kenyan Agof. Rameir holds Kenyan Paris as Kenyan Agof Dami. Being that he holds Kenyan Paris as Kenyan Agof Dami, Ubaha Bemisas Aviv Hudulayaris Vlaimidi. So it comes out that when the father died, the son didn't really ashen anything. So that there was no sad that it was a Steyachuza. The son bought the field from his father. If you hold Kenya Paris, he owns the field. What happened? Now the father died. You want to tell me it's a Steyachuza? It's Pasha that it's a Steyachuza. So if the son is Makdishit afterwards, it goes without say that we should look at this as someone being Makdish a Steyachuza. It's not so poshit. Why would it be poshit? You'll tell me because the son yarshin the field before he was makdashit. But the problem is, if Kenya Paris is Kenya Nagoftami, then he really didn't yarshin anything. Because he already owned it. And being that he already owned it, there was nothing to yarshin. You can't yarshin something you own. So being that he owned it already, there was nothing to yarshin. So therefore, a mayor held, I need a posik to teach me that if the father then would die, and then he would be Magdashit, that it's treated like a Steyachuzah, because in Svar I wouldn't think it's a Steyachuzah. What do you mean, in Svar you wouldn't think it's a Steyachuzah? He yarshened it from his father. Yeah, but he bought it first. And being that he bought it first, and Kenyan Paris is Kenyan Agoftam, he says, as soon as he bought it, he owned. Now, why is it only a Kenyan Paris again? Because it's Bisman Shayyavel Noyek. See, he bought it, he has a Kenyan Paris, which is Kenyan Agoftam, it's now that the father dies, he didn't yarshen anything. So why would it be a Steyachuzah? Talmud Loimer, a Pasik, Vim, a Steyachuzah, a Shalom, a Steyachuzah, they hold Kenya Paris Lavka Kenya Goftami. If Kenya Paris Lavka Kenya Goftami, that means when the father sold the field to his son, all the son had was a Kenya Paris. Again, why only Kenya Paris? So if all he had was a Kenya Paris, say so he didn't really own the the land. Who owned the land? The father owned the land. So when the father dies, he just yarsh in the land. So if he just yarsh in the land, it's a classic steyachuza. What's not a steyachuza about this? It's a 100% steyachuza. You tell me it's not a steyachuza because the son already bought the property? The fact that he brought it meant he owed the king in Paris. And king in Paris is left to king in Aguf Dami. So I don't need a Pasuk to teach me that halacha. Because that lesser chiddish is not even a chiddish. It's all Pashit. So if there's a drush in this passage, must be like It's coming to teach me the only chiddush it could possibly be teaching me, and that is that if the son bought it, he was makdish already, and then the father died. Even then, we treat it like a steyachuza. Is that a chiddush? Shenem also chiddush. It's a massive chiddush, but there's no other chiddush that the passage could be teaching me. You want to tell me it's teaching me the lesser chiddush? We're the son yarshed it before the father died? That's not kind of Chiddush, because in that case, it's, it's so posh that it's a steyachuzah. I, Rameir, why was he chaylik? Why did Rameir feel you do need a pasach? Because Rameir held that was a Chiddush too. The reason Rameir holds that's a Chiddush too is because Rameir holds Kenya Paris, it's Kenya Nagufta on me. So it comes out that when the father dies, he's really not yarshening anything. If the sons are yarshening anything when the father dies, okay, so I need a chiddush now to teach me that we're going to treat this actually as being a, a steyachuza. So whether or not we view in svara a person who bought a field from his father, then the father died, and then he's makdish as a steyachuza, his name is Mikdal Chayr, is totally in this child. Kinyan Paris, Kinyan Agof Dami, 
Kinya Paris Lafka Kinya Nagov. Rameir seems told Kinya Paris Kinya Nagov. Ruder of Chimit seems told Kinya Paris Lafka Kinya Nagov. So the Gemara says, Lemu Kitanoi. Would this really seem to be a Machlokes Tanoim? So the Gemara says, Amar Rav Nachum by Yitzchak. Rav Nachum by Yitzchak said, No, meaning it sounded good, but it's certainly not Muchachloi. Lemei Melucha. I'll tell you about Makasavim. Ruder of Shimon Kinya Paris Kinya Nagov. I'll tell you that really Ruder of Shimon both told that Kinya Paris is Kinya Nagov. And if Kinyan Paris is Kinyan Agoftami, so it comes out, let's say, in the Cheshman of our Sugi, that really you should need a Pasik to teach me a case where the son bought the field from his father, and then the father died, and then he was mocked the shit that we treated like a Steyachuza, like Remeir. What was the kasha? If that's the case, so how did Rabbi Yudin Rabbi Shimon have a right to say the bigger chiddush? Tafasta meruba loy tafasta luchura. You should be mechuyiv to say the lesser chiddush like Rameir did. V'hocha Rabbi Yudin Rabbi Shimon kra ashkechu v'darish. The reason they said the bigger chiddush is because they felt the pasuk itself was coming to teach me not only the smaller chiddush but also the bigger chiddush. Again, the whole premise of the lema katanoi was that. If you need the Pasuk to teach me the lesser Chiddush, how do you have a right to darsh in the bigger Chiddush? The answer is that the Jerusha itself is mashma, say the lesser Chiddush and say the grasser Chiddush. How so? Because Rabbi Yudu Rabbi Shimon held that if all the Pasuk was coming to teach me was the smaller Chiddush, then Lichtev Rachmano imestem miknasai ashaloi achuzasai. If the Pasuk just wanted to teach me, Rameir's halacha, that someone bought a field from his father, father died, and then he was makdashit, that we treat it as a stay achuzah, then it should have said, imestem miknasai ashaloi achuzasai. My miste achuzasai. The Torah added one extra word. Meaning, in the riboy, the Torah added a word. There's a riboy, betoich riboy. What's that extra miste? It's coming to teach me, sod, shein, and ruy, liya, sod, stay achuzah. It's dafka, feel that's not even roy to be a stay achuzah. Yotzezuzu, as opposed to this, where the person sold the field that bought a field from his father and he was maktishit before he ever yarshined it. So even though it's true, when he was maktishit, it was a full-fledged stay mikna, but it was royally a stay achuzah. And Bottom line is, you have no hechrik from this machloikis tanoim that they're arguing the machloikis between Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish. And this next Gemara is a classic, and it's going to be the topic of the raid. Um, Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef said, He loved Um, Rabbi Yochanan. We're not for the fact Rabbi Yochanan said, Kinyan Peres, Kinyan Aguft on me. We're not for the fact Rabbi Yochanan holds Kinyan Peres, Kinyan Aguft. He would not be, have been able to survive in this marriage. Very interesting lashon. Like yadav veraglav, he pasha couldn't find his hand or his feet in this marriage. He would have pasha been out of this marriage. Why? So the Gemara says a nifla de gazach. Dom Rabasi, I'm Rabbi Yochanan, because we know Rabasi said the name Rabbi Yochanan. Achin shacholku, two brothers that divide a Yerusha from their father. Lukuchai saying we look at them as buying their respective chelik. From each other, and it unwinds the transaction. So we know that Rabbi Yochan has said a very, very famous chiddush in Shas. It comes up in many, many places. And that is, if brothers divide an estate, we treat them as lekuchas. What's the other side? The other side is we treat them as yarshim. So this is one of the classic examples of the Shail of Yesh Breira and Breira. So a man died, he left over two sons. The two sons are going to divide the Yerusha. The Shail is like this. When they divide the Yerusha, do we say, that whatever each son got, they got directly from their father, Batayrus Yerusha, or which means you can't say and the way we look at it is is that they just yarshimed in a state, and then they negotiated between themselves or in this state. 
if you look at it the latter way, then the way Lumdas dehers this is that the sons, although they yarshid, but there's one step in between the Yerusha. And that is, they really did a, like a chalipin between each other. And we view them, therefore, as if Ruvay bought his chalik from Shimon, and Shimon bought his chalik from Ruvay. Lamay nafkemina, they have a din of l'kuchais, of it's bizman it's going to be unwound, the Yerusha, that is, once Yoivul comes. See, if you hold Yeshbreira, so no one bought anything. Two sons, Yarshin from their father. Yoivul is going to have no bearing on it. If you hold Embreira, so although this is a Yerusha, Meikara, but there's a Lekuchais component to it, and therefore, once Yoivul comes, we're going to unwind it. Now, Rabbi Yoichanan's sheet is, Ha'achin Shachalku, Lekuchais Heinu Machzirin Zalazabi Yoivul, this is Rabbi Yoichanan's sheet who holds Embreira. So it says, the Gemara, Mamish Niflatik, V'Isol Kataytach Lafke Kinyan Aguf Dami, if Rabbi Yoichanan would hold, that Kinyan Peris is Lafke Kinyan Aguf Dami, so Loi Meshkach has the Maisi Bikurim, Elachad Barchad Ad Yeshu Benon, the only way it would be possible for a person to ever bring Bikurim and be Kaira, the Parish of Bikurim Zakrashi, the only way you'd ever be a maybe of a kaira is if someone is a, literally, he's a chad bar chad up until Yeshua Benon. Why? Because any time you had any Yerusha with his two brothers in the mix, automatically they kuchais. If they kuchais, it's machzirin b'yoyvul. If it's machzirin b'yoyvul, all they have is a kinyu peiris. And if all you have is a kinyu peiris, you have to be a maybe ve'en a kaira. So the Gemara says, I'm married to Gazach. Rabbi Yochanan who holds ein breira, so... That means any time brothers divide an estate, what ends up happening? What ends up happening is they're all the kuchais bezman shayevul noik, which means all they have is a kinyan parents, which means they may be veinikur. So how is there even a parsha of mikra bikurim? The Torah gave us a parsha of mikra bikurim. In a perfect world, there wouldn't ever be a parsha of mikra bikurim because any person that had two sons. By definition, all they would have is a Kenyan Paris, and if all they would have is a Kenyan Paris, they couldn't be macro the parish of Bikurim, so the whole thing's a litzonis. And if that's the case, Rabbi Yochanan, you hold how do you walk into base Medrash? So if I said there's only one reason he can walk into base Medrash, you know what the reason is? Because he holds Kenyan Paris, Kenyan Goftami. Let's just say it works. So said Rabbi Yochanan, he loved him, Rabbi Yochanan, Kenyan Paris, Kenyan Goftami, Lamotsi Yoder Aglav of base Medrash. Because if he held like Rish Lakish, that Kenyan Paris is left to Kenyan Goftami, Lishitasa, he couldn't survive a day. Because they would say, Rabbi Yochanan, where's the parsha of Mikra How could you hold Ein Breira and also hold Kinyan Peres Lafke Kinyan Guftam? Now you'll tell me, okay, it Kapsach and Afkemina. If you have a Chad Bar Chad, I hear, let's say a man entered Eretz Yisrael, he had one son who had one son who had one son who had one son. So there was never an Achin Shachalku. Oh, there was never an Achin Shachalku, I hear, but. Let's be honest. Tfedet is a parish of Mikra Bikurim. It's a Zokta Gemara, but it works. It's not a Kasha. Because although Rabbi Yochanan Takol is Eim Breira, and Achen Shacholku Lekucha is Hain, um Machzir and Zalazabia, but he also holds Kenya Paris is Kikin and Agoftam. We're going to get back to this. Amar Rava, Rava said, Kromas Nisa, Messiah, Leila Reish Lakish. So in this Machlokish, Rabbi Yochanan Reish Lakish said, Rava, a comment that there's a Pasik and a Braise that both support Reish Lakish. What's the Pasik? So the Pasik talks about this idea that Bismarck Shayyav will know Fields go back. And therefore the Pasuk says that when a person sells something, so you should take into consideration how many years are left until Yoivul. And based on that, you should determine the price. And the Lashon HaPasuk is, B'mispar shonim achara Yoivul, tikna me'esa misecho, b'mispar shnei tevoi siyim karlach. Right? Just... This is obvious. This is just common sense. Cheshben, how many years there are left to Yoyvel, and that's how you set the price. But the Lashon of the Pasuk is, B'misbar shnei tfuah, isim karlach. Figure out how many years of tfuah you're going to get. Years of tfuah? How many years of the field I'm going to get? Oh, 
Eretz is because all you have is a Kenyan pair, a Kenyan pair, it's a Lavka Kenyan Agoftami. So the Diktokap Loshan of the Torah seems to suggest a little bit that you don't have the Gufa Karka, all you have is the Tfu. Masnisa, what's the Brice that supports Rish Lagash? Tiny, we're learning to the Brice. Bechor Naitel Pishnaim, Besode Hachoizeres, Laoviv Beyoval. The Loch is that if a man dies and he had a field that he had sold. So this field is something that's going to come his way once Yoival comes. The halach is that when his Yerusha gets divided, the Bechar who gets Pishnaim is going to get Pishnaim even in that field. So let's say the man died five years before Yoival. So they divided Yerusha, the Bechar got Pishnaim. Five years later, when that field suddenly comes in as income, they're going to divide it again and the Bechar is going to get Pishnaim. If that's the case, it's a Raya that Kenyan Peris must be Lav Kikinyan Agoftami. How so? Because the rule is that although a Bechar gets Pishnayim, but in a Bechar Noito Beroi Kibemuchsik. He only gets Pishnayim for something that the father had in his physical possession at the time that he died. But if he has some contingent assets, not something he physically has, yeah, it's going to be his. But right now, this second he doesn't have it, there's no Allah of Pishnayim. The Gemara is tiny that if you hold Kinyan Paris is Kinyan Agoftami, when this man died, he didn't have the field. Who owned the field? The one that owned the Kinyan Paris is the one that owned the field. So Lahura, if it's not in his possession, so why? Why is it that the Bechor is going to get Pishnaim? Oh, must be Kinyu Peretz is Lavka Kinyan Agoftami. And therefore, we look at who is being the Bailim, not the one that bought it, but the father. So it's Muchzik. If it's Muchzik, that's why the Bechor gets Pishnaim. So you have Saya Posik and Saya Braise that supports Rishlok Shashita that Kinyu Peretz is Lavka Kinyan Agoftami. One last halacha, me inyan le inyan ba isinyan. Amr Abayah Abayah said, Naktinon, we have a klal. Baal Benechse Ishtoy Tzarek Harsha. Let's say there's a, a woman that brought into her marriage Nechzimalog. So we know that Allah of Nechzimalog is that the Baal's Eichel Peris. She owns the Guf, the husband owns the Peris, and that's why in all sugyas of Kinyan Peris, Kinyan Aguf Dami, you see how Allah is related to a Baal Benichsa Yishtar, like we saw at the beginning of the sugya. Yesterday's daf. It's because this is an example of a Kenyan Paris Kenyan Ado. So Abayi said, what would be if somebody comes now and he starts protesting and he sues the owner of this field saying that this is really my field. Could the husband walk into Bezdin and represent his wife? The answer is no, unless he has an arsha. Arsha is a power of attorney, meaning unless his wife gives him to. But otherwise, the person could say, I don't know who you are, and I'm not talking to you. Your wife owns the field. She's the one I'm going to speak to. And the reason is because being that she owns the gof, so therefore that's not like, I don't skin your... Paris? Can you pay yourself? Can you not go? Yeah, this is why we're talking about this now. But the bottom line is, is that unless he has our show, he can't handle. But the Gemara said, The only time this is true is if this person that's suing is only contesting the field. He's not contesting the payers. Let's say this person wants the payers. So now already the husband is a bailim. He's a baldover here. He does have a say, right? He now suddenly has a vested interest here because it's his parents that are being contested. So he has a right to come in court and represent himself without a harsha. And being that he has a right to do that for the peri, he has a right to do it for the guf as well. So there's a svar of migu, the other type of migu, which you find throughout Shas, that being that he has a right to represent himself for the peri, he can represent himself for the guf as well. And on that note, Hadron Halach, Hashaylech. So we'll make a haschala on the fifth parak, only because we have to, and then we'll get back to the sugi of Kenyan Paris, Kenyan Akwafzokt, the Mishnah. Incidentally, and there'll be a more proper introduction tomorrow, but it's just interesting that the fifth parak picks up exactly where the fourth parak left off. Really, this could have all been a hemshech of the fourth parak. We're going to continue to discuss what, what's been the theme of the last two weeks of Dafyoimi. 
different takanas that were instituted mipnei tikkun ha'olam. Zok the Mishnah, and we'll go through the Mishnah quickly because everything is going to be discussed in great detail in the Gemara. Hanizokin shamalehem beidis. If somebody is mazik his friend, so the halach is the mazik has to pay. Bavakama one o one. When the mazik pays. The mazik needs to pay from the best of his property. So we know that once upon a time, a man's properties were divided into three categories. Idias, Beninus, and Ziburis. Idias are the best, Beninus is the in-between, and Ziburis is the worst. So a mazik who has to pay, he always pays from the Idias. So the Nizik, who's coming to collect, has a schus to say, I want you to pay me whatever the damage is. Pay it to me from the shufra, the shufra. I want you to give it to me from the best schayr that you have. So again, it's not a question of dollar amount. The dollar amount is going to be determined by what the damage was. So let's say the damage was $100. So it's $100. The question is the currency. Is it $100 of idis? Beninus is iburiz of the Mishnah. Hanizokin shamblehem beidis. Ubalchoy bebeninus. Ubalchoy always pays bebeninus. Uksubas isha, a husband that pays his wife's ksuba, bezibugis always pays from the worst. Rameyo, I'm Rameyo, says, af ksubas isha bebeninus. Ksubas isha is treated like a regular chayv, and just like balchayv is bebeninus, ksubas isha is also bebeninus. Another Allah. Ain't it from in a chasim ishu abadim, the makam shiyesh nechasim bene chayr. So the Allah is sometimes. If one person owns another person money, so not only could he collect from that person's possessions, but he could even collect from any possessions that that person owned at the time that the chayv went into effect. So for example, Ruvain borrowed money from Shimon. So Ruvain owes money to Shimon. He goes to Shimon and he tells, and so Shimon goes to Ruvain and he says, I want you to pay me. Ruvain says, I don't have anything. I'm sorry. If at the time that the Halvon went into effect. Reuven had a, a piece of property that he since sold. Shimon has a right to go now to the Nechassim Mishubadim, to that person, whoever it was, that took the property from Reuven and take it away from him. Now, that person might be able to go back to Reuven. But the point is, is that if you owe me money, I can take not only from you, but even from something that was yours at the time that the Chiyuv went into effect, even if it's not in your possession now. What the Mishnah is saying is, is that a person can never collect from the Nechassim Meshubadim if there's Nechassim and Echayim. The Nechassim Meshubadim are the Nechassim that are not in this person's possession. The Nechassim Reuven gave away. The Nechassim and Echayim are the ones that are in his possession. So as long as there's Nechassim and Echayim, you're only allowed to take from the Nechassim and Echayim. And here's the punchline. What would be if I'm a Balchayv? And because I'm a Balchayv, so I have a right to collect from Beninus. And you gave away all your bainanis, all you have is ziburis. Although the halach is, the balchayv is the bainanis, but there's a halach that overrides that. In the from the chasm, therefore you would have no choice. You would have to take the ziburis. Another halach. Anytime a person's collecting from Yusayim. So a man died, he left over chayvis. You're coming to collect from the Yusayim, you only have a right to take ziburis. Another halach. You're not ever going to take away something from someone to reimburse him for peiros, shvach karkois, or to support a woman or a woman's daughters from the chasem shabbatim. What this all means, we'll see in the Gemara. And these next words are really going back on everything that we just said. Meaning every single halacha that we just said, etc., etc. It's all Again, everything will be discussed in the Gemara. One last halacha. If somebody finds a Metziah and now he's returning it, let's say somebody's finding a Metziah and then all of a sudden, he, because of the returning of the Metziah, he finds himself in a Metziah. 
There's a question, how much of the Metziah did he find? How much did he actually return? You're never going to swear. You're never going to make a Moitzah Metziah swear. Again, because of Tikkun O'Olam, what all this means, it's the next several dafin. But the Gemara that will just start is going to comment on the first halacha. The first halacha of the Mishnah was, Hanizokin, Shomin Lohem Idis. A mazik always pays Idis. And it sounds like, being that it made it into this Mishnah, the reason for it is Why is it It's a din The Pasuk says, A has to pay Meitav. Meitav in English means idiots. So if we know that the Mazak always has to pay Meitav, so what are you telling me? It's a Tikkun Oilam, isn't it? A Pasuk. This Mishnah that required a Tikkun Oilam for there to be a halacha of an Ezok and Shabbal and the Idis is Elul Rabbi Yishmael. It's going to Rabbi Yishmael. Who holds Midday Rice a bit in the that although it's true that midday raisa you have to pay metav, but when we cheshbin the metav midday raisa, Rabbi Shmuel holds we cheshbin not based on the metav of the mazik, but based on the metav of the nizik. Kamash malon, that's the chiddush that that because of a tikkun oilam, you never want a person to be able to get away with not having to pay his best. Meaning, according to Rabbi Shmuel, midday rice is a din of metav sadeh or metav karmi yishalim, but that means the metav of the nizik. What if the metav of the nizik is the equivalent of zibure zibure of the mazik? Then the mazik's getting off easy a little bit. So we don't want that to ever happen, and therefore it's mipnei tikkun ha'olam that we say that it has to be the metav and the idiots of the mazik. So anazok in shamalahem be idis is a din raisa. But the fact that it's idiots the mazik. That's the Mipnei Tikkun Oilam, and it's predicated on Shittas Rabbi Yishmael, who holds that Lo'olam Bidinizek Shaim. Now, my Rabbi Yishmael, who is Rabbi Yishmael? That's what we're going to pick up in Metz Hashem tomorrow's daf. But going back to the majority of the daf, that is the sugya of Kenyan Peiroiz Kenyan Agufdom. Now, this sugya is a sugya that's Oimeid Berumay Shaloilam, and comes up again and again and again, and it's always hard. Hatzad Ashava between all the Kenyan Paris, Kenyan Aguf, Dami Sugis, is that it requires digging a little bit deeper, an extra level of Amelus, just to understand the Pshutai Shal Mikra, stating that, Pater Beloy Klum, Efsher, and I think it's Kedai to speak out one Maramakim, not a hard Maramakim. In fact, I think a very insightful, a very foundational Maramakim, and that is the Ktsoisa Choshen in Simen Reish Nun Zayin, Sif. Katan Gimel. So at the end of the sugya, Rabbi Yosef made a brilliant observation. Rabbi Yosef said, "Ilav to Amar Rabbi Yochanan." We're not for the fact Rabbi Yochanan holds that Kenyan Peiros is Kenyan Aguf Dami like Matzah Yada Veraglav Beis Medrash. He literally could not have made it into Beis Medrash. Why? Because Rabbi Yochanan also holds Ein Breira, and because Rabbi Yochanan's Ein Breira, Rabbi Yochanan holds an Achin Shachalku Lukuchay saying Umachzirin Zalas Rabbi Yochanan that any time two brothers divide an estate, they have a din of Lukuchays, and the Yerusha gets unwound, meaning their agreement between themselves gets unwound once Yochanan comes. If that's the case, that means any time brothers divide an estate, they have a din of Lukuchays. Lukuchais bezman shayoyvul noyeg only has a Kenyan peiros. If Rabbi Yochanan were to hold that Kenyan peiros is lavke Kenyan aguf dami, then he would hold that any two brothers that ever yarshin any piece of property in Eretz Yisrael are going to always be a mevi ve'enay kaira. 
If that's the case, where is it even Nogea the Parsha, Mikri Bikurim? So Rabbi Yaisa said, it's a good thing Rabbi Yaisa holds that Kinyu Peris is Kinyu Raguftami. Because although it's true that Achen Shachoku Lukucha is saying, Umachzirun Zalazabi Yoival, which means that brothers, that every Yarsh in the state, all they had in this state was a Kinyu Peris, but at the same time, being that Kinyu Peris is Kinyu Raguftami, so you would have a Parsha of Mikra Bikurim. That's what Rabbi Yaisa's Rabbi Yosef's comment on Rabbi Yochanan Shita was. Because if Rabbi Yochanan held that Kinyu Peris, it would be almost impossible for there to be Mikri Bikurim. Now, to be clear, it's only an almost impossible. There would have been possible. What would be if a man came into Eretz Yisrael and he had one son, so that when he died, that son was able to Yarshin direct, no Lekucha Yisheinu. No And then that man only had one son, and then that man only had one son, and then that man had only one son. If it's a chad bar chad, ad then you would have a parasha mikri bikur. But unless it's that, once there's a tzad lekuchos, and now all of the sudden you have two brothers that only have a kinya paris. And just to be clear, if there are two brothers a hundred years ago, then even if that one only had one son, but all he had was a king of Paris, so that even though when he died, he left over one son, that one son's vaiter only going to yarsh in the king of Paris. But the bottom line is, this was Rabbi Yosef's ha'ara, but he said it's not a ha'ara, it's not a problem, meaning it would have been a problem on the level of but it's not because Rabbi Yochanan just so happens, holds that king in Paris is king in Agostami. Toysfus, and this is the last Toysfus in Parakashayleach, asks a bumbakash. Toysfus says, that Rabbi Yosef was able to keep Rabbi Yochanan based Madrash. Why? Because although it's true, Rabbi Yochanan holds Achen Shachol Kulukuchay saying, but he also holds Kinyu Peres Kikinah Goftami. I'm afraid Toisvus and Halacha. I have a problem. You know why? Because we know that although whenever there's a Machloikis Rabbi Yochanan Reish Lakish, the Halacha is like Rabbi Yochanan, but the Gemara says in a few places that there are three exceptions to the rule. And one of the three exceptions to the rule is the sugi of Kinyan Peris. We paskin like Reish Lakish that Kinyan Peris is lav ki Kinyan Agufdami. And being that we paskin Kinyan Peris is lav ki Kinyan Agufdami, says Taisvis a problem. Because we also paskin like Rabbi Yochanan who holds Ein Breira by Dine Dei Raisa. So that Ho'achin Shachoku Lekucha Yisein Umachzirin Zalazebe Yoival. So that's asked Rabbi Nutam if that's the case. V'onu! Forget Rabbi Yochanan. Uns! How do we have a Kiyam in this Madrash? Because Aliba de Hilchasa, we paskin that Kenyan Paris is Lavka Kenyan Aguf Dami, and we paskin Achen Shachok, Lukucha, Zainu Machzirun Zelazabi Yaiva, because of Embraida. So if that's the case, the only way it would be Shaykh for a person to read the Parish of Ikurum if he's a Chad Bar Chad, Adi Jobinon. Lukhura, Rabbi Yosef's Grace to me, says Toysfis is a problem, Aliba de Hilchasa. This is Toysfis Kasha. So the Ktois, in Simirash Nun Zayan, he says a dover nifla. And again, this is Yesoidi. Some raid bites are more pulpulim, some raid bites are just poshit, bringing out with abyssal mer clarkai. What it is we do. This is one of those. Says the Ktois, we just learned the sogi of Kenyan Paris, Kenyan Agoftami. And if you think about it for a minute, it's pretty clear. There's two dinim in Kenyan Paris. Or there are two types of Kenyan Paris. We had the case of a moicher sadeo lepeiros, and we had the case of a moicher sadeo bezman shayoyvul naim. Both cases, Rabbi Yechon Rishlokish argued whether the person that has the kinyan peiros, the buyer, whether he's maybe the kairo, he's maybe the inekair. But said the ktois, if you think about it for a second, they're not the same case. A moicher sadeo lepeiros is the taich. Ruvain owns a field, 
And he goes over to Shimon. He says, Shimon, you want to buy the schus? You want to buy the Paris that my field are producing? I don't want to give away the field. I want the field. But I'm willing to sell you the Paris. If Shimon now buys those Paris, the way we look at Shimon is as having a Kenyan Paris. Okay. Who then is the owner? Is it the one that owns the gopher? Is the one that owns the Paris? That's the Machlech Rabbi Yechon Rish But the case is where Shimon, the buyer, only bought the Paris. Over there, Shimon the buyer bought the entire field. He bought 100% of this asset. Norvas, being that it's this transaction is a finite transaction. It has an expiration date. It's going to be undone and unwound when that Yoival is going to come. And the way Chazal and their infinite wisdom dubbed such a transaction is as a Kenyan Paris. Because any Kenyan Shah is viewed as a Kenyan Paris. But the bottom line is, as it relates to the Zman that the buyer has what he has, he happens to have the whole thing. Again, both are cases of Kenyan Paris. And they're both totally in the Machlokes, Rabbi Yochan, Rishlokes, nobody's disputing that. But at the same time, it's not the same case. In one case, the person who has a Kenyan Paris, Taka only has Chus in the Paris, and the other case, the person that has the Kenyan Paris has chusim in the kuf also. But being that he only has it with Shah, so therefore we touch up his ownership as being a Kenyan Paris. The Ktsoi said, What's the Nafkimino? If somebody's Moichus Adel with Paris, so I own the Paris in this field, can I go into your field now and start digging? I'm going to go, I'm going to play in your sandbox. Is that something I'm allowed to do? Of course not. Why not? Because I only own the Paris. I don't own the guf. What if somebody was Was the buyer allowed to start chapping with the field? So it's enough in a Rambam. The Rambam is in Perich of Gimel from Hilchas Mechira Halochehe. Says the Rambam, If somebody sells Karka for his man Kotsov, the Mechira is Chal, and the Lekeach has a right to go ahead and now be mishtamish with the Gufa Karka. says the Rambam, What difference is there between someone that sells his Karka with Mankotsov or someone that's Makno Isil Peiroisov? What's the Pirish in the Rambam's Kasha? They're both Kenyan Peiris. So if they're both Kenyan Peiris, what's the difference? Says the Rambam, If somebody buys only Peiris, Suras Akarka. He has no right to change the Tzuras HaKarko. For lo Yaharois, he can't destroy. For lo Yivne, he can't build. Somebody that buys a field for his man Kotsov, even though all he has is Kenyan Paris. Why? Because it's his man Kotsov. He can build. And he can destroy. And he can make. Just like if somebody would buy a Kenyan Oilam, he could do whatever he wants. Someone that buys his man Kotsov during that man Kotsov, he could also do whatever he wants. So says the Ktois, what comes out is that although it's true that the buyer only has a Kenyan Paris, but there's an Afkemina in the Kenyan Paris. Someone that only buys the Paris has nothing in the field. He has no schusim in the field. He can't be boina, he can't be high race, he can't dig. He can't do anything. Someone that buys a field, you buy a field for as man kotsuv, 
even bezman she'en ayovel noyek. So over there, although I only have it for as man katsuv and in halacha, this is a shayluf in kinyan peris kinyan aguftami. But that's poshet. Just like I have a schus in the peris, I also have a schus to chepper with whatever I want for that man katsuv that I own it for right now. Says the ktsois. So it comes out that although these are two examples of Kenyan Peros and really two applications of the Machloikis, Rabbi Yochan and Reish Lakish, but at the same time, in one instance, the buyer has no Kenyan in the guf. The other instant, he does have a Kenyan in the guf. This is the punchline. But although he has a Kenyan in the guf, his Kenyan in the guf is only a Kenyan Lashah. And being that all he has is a Kenyan in the Guf Lisha, a Kenyan Aguf Lisha is viewed as a Kenyan Paris. Says the Ktois that I think, I think, ready for this Lashan? have to be Medayak Lashani Azov of the Ktois. I think that this distinction that I just said is a Mafurisha Gemara. I think it's a Mafurisha Gemara. Let's look it up. Is it a Mafurisha Gemara? Is it not a Mafurisha Gemara? The reason the Ktois is saying, I think is because although there is a Mephurish Gemara, but it's not 100% sure, what the, it's not 100% clear what the Gemara is trying to say. The Gemara brought the two Machlekes and Rabbi Yechon Rish regarding someone that has a Kenyan Paris. Is he maybe Vakar, maybe Vainikar? The first case was Hamoich Zedel Paris. Second case was Hamoich Zedel Bezman Shayoyvel Noye. In both cases, Rabbi Yechon said, you may Vakar, Kenyan Paris, Kenyan Aguftam, Rish Lakish said, you may Vainikar, because Kenyan Paris loved Kenyan Aguftam. And then the Gemara said, Vitzricha. I needed both cases. Let's read the Gemara again. Why do I need two cases? Why do I need two different cases? Mamish, the same exact machloik is on same svaras, same dinim. Why do I need it twice? Because the it mabahi, because that I only had the case of Hamoiches Adeola Peiros. I would have thought, Bahi Kamarish Lakish. Over there, Rish Lakish said, Kim Peiros, Lafkin, and Aguftami. The Kikonaches Adaita the Peirkonaches. Because when you came into this field, you did it Adaita to buy Peiros. Avul Bahach. But in the case where you were Moiches Adeola, Bizvancha, Yevon Noyek, that Daita the Guvikonaches. When your mind you're getting the whole field, maybe they would think we should lock yourself And I only had the case of Mechsel Debes Macha Yevon Noyek. I would have thought maybe that's when Rabbi Yochanan said his halacha. Avu Bahach Mechsel Debes Peres. Maybe Rabbi Yochanan's mind that's tricha. That's why I needed both. Now when we read this Gemara, we were mafarish the Gemara. Just we touched the words, but we said it requires beer. Zok tzoyis v'zehatam nira mafarish the Gemara. It's nearer to me that this is what the Gemara was saying. You know what the svara of the Gemara was? This ktois, this is the Svara Sagamara. That had we only had the Machloikis of Rabbi Yechon Reish Lakish in the case of Moichas Adeolo Peris, I would have thought that maybe that's where Rabbi Shlokish holds Kinyan Peris as Lafkin Kinyan Aguf Tami. Because he can't do anything to the Guf. All he has is the Peris. He can't be Boina, he can't be Machrev, he can't dig, he can't do anything. I mean that he can't do anything. So there Reish Lakish holds Kinyan Peris, Lafkin Kinyan Aguf Tami. But in Moichas Adeolo Although it's a Kinyan Lashah, but being that for that show you do have the Guf. Because you could be Boino Machrev like the Rambam says. So I would have thought maybe over there is Lakish holds Kinyan Peres Kinyan Aguf Tami. And had I only known Moichas Adeo Bezman Shayev Al Noyek, I would have thought maybe that's the only time Rabbi Yechon holds Kinyan Peres Kinyan Aguf. But a Moichas Adeo Leperos, where all you have is the Peres, maybe Rabbi Yechon's Moichas Adeo Lakish. Tzricha, that's why I need both cases. Because these are two fundamentally different types of Kinyan Peres. One is a Kinyan Peres where all I have is in the Peres, I have zero in the Guf. The other is a Kinyan Peres Vuchab in the Guf, but my whole Kinyan in the Guf is only a Kinyan Lashab. And to make it clear, Rochel Bitraktana, Mitbokzena, that it makes no difference. And in both cases, Rabbi Yechon Rishlokish argued, that's why there was a Tzricha, that's why we needed these two cases in the Gemara, so that we'll understand that in both cases, you have the Machloikis, 
between Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish. This is Pashit Klar, Upkalan to Gemara, in the words of the Ktsais Hachai. But here's the punchline. It says the Ktsais. That we know the halach is like Rish Lakish. We paskin, Kinyan Paris, is lafka Kinyan Agoftami. What's the context of the Gemara that was Machriya and said, Hilchazakavasi de Rish Lakish? The Gemara didn't say it in today's daf. Even though the Gemara said, Krom Asnaisa seems to support Kinyan Paris, Lafka Kinyan Agoftami, but the Gemara didn't utter those words. That even though we always pass them like Rabbi Yechen on Labarmi class, and this is one of the three exceptions, the classic example. And the case where the Gemara is machria and says the halach is like Rish Lakish was a case that's discussed in Yevamis, Daflam, Edvavam, and Beis, and it's also discussed in Mesechtis, Bavabasra, Dafkuflam, Edvavam, and Alf. It's a little bit of a hard case, so we're not going to go through the whole case right now. But the case goes something like this. A person wrote over all his nechassim to one of his sons. Man has an estate, and he tells his son, picks out a child, and he says, I'm giving you all my nechassim. But he says, I don't want you to own it, he says, until after he dies. Meaning, the father saying that as long as I'm alive, I want to have the kinyu peris. After I die, then the halach is, I'm willing to give it to you. So essentially, you have the son who owns the guf, and the father owns the peris, right? The father gave over the asset to his son. And he maintained for himself the right. So the Mishnah says like this. The father can't sell this nechassim anymore. Why? Because he doesn't own the guf. He gave the guf away. And the son can't sell it because he doesn't have a kinyan peris. And now they're partners. One owns the kinyan guf. The other owns the kinyan peris. Just like two children can't sell without each other. Therefore, they wouldn't be able to do it. It says the Mishnah, let's say the father would go ahead and sell it. Who? If the father would sell his chalik, so the mechir would be a mechir, meaning he could sell his rights that he has to the parents, but only until he dies. Once he dies, so now already the son gets the full benefit because he was kaisef kol So at that point, any mechir that he put into effect won't be in effect anymore. Machar haben, if the son went ahead and sold his chelik, the lekech's not going to get anything until the father dies. Because what did the son sell? Schosim? son doesn't have schosim. Oh, the father dies. So then the mechir is going to go into effect. Okay, so far, hopefully so good. The itmar. This is where the machlik is Rabbi Yechem Rishlokish comes in. Machar haben b'chayyav, what would be if the son sold his chelik, he owns the gulf while his father was alive. And then the son would die while the father was alive. And then afterwards the father died. The question is, in this case, does the loikeach get what he's supposed to get or not? Meaning, the son sold his chelik. He couldn't really sell it because the father was alive. In other words, he couldn't sell the Kenyan Paris, Shabbat, because the father had the Kenyan Paris. Once the father was going to die, then he was able to sell the, the Kenyan Paris. The question, however, is what would be if the son sold, and before the father died, which was when the Mechir was going to go into effect, the son ended up dying. And then the father Taka died. Does Loikeach have, or does Loikeach not have? Rabbi Yechanan says, And the reason is, we'll stop here. Just going to make this easier. But it's because Rabbi Yechanan holds Kenya Paris is Kenya Nagoftami. According to Rabbi Yechanan, when the father gave over his Nechassim to his son, 
the father maintained the rights of the Paris, he was the real owner. Because he had the Kenyan Paris, and Kenyan Paris is Kenyan Agov. Being that Kenyan Paris is Kenyan Agov, so it comes out the son really didn't have anything. Because the Guf really is Nigrar boss of the Paris. So if the son goes ahead and sells it, then really the Mechir is Garnet. Now, even though the halacha of the Mishnah is that if the son would sell it, then when the father dies, the Mechir would go into effect. But the Geder, Rabbi Yechon holds this, is that when the father dies, that's when the Mechir goes into effect. But when the son sold it, he didn't sell anything. He didn't have a right to sell it because he only had the actual Heftza. The father had the Kenya Paris and whoever has the Kenya Paris, he's the real owner because Kenya Paris is Kenya Guftami. Therefore, if the son sells it, then the son dies and then the father dies and you have nothing. Reish Lakish holds Kana Lakeach. Lakana is that the Loikech is kind because Rish Lakish holds Kenya Paris is Lavki Kenya Nagov Dami. So the father had the Kenya Paris, that's very nice, but it's Lavki Kenya Nagov Dami. Who is then the real owner? It's the son. If the son is the real owner, so the son did have a right to go ahead and sell it, and if the son had a right to go ahead and sell it, so if the son sells it, he set a Mechir in motion. The Mechir goes into effect after the father dies, and even if the son himself dies before the father dies, still there's going to be a Mechir. Zok to Gemara on this note. We just need one punchline. And that is, says the Ktsois, this case of the Gemara, this is not such easy case. Where Rabbi Yechon Reish Lakish debated this grace of Shaila, of Kinyu Beis Gina Guf Is this a Moichas Adeo Lepeiros? Or is this a Moichas Adeo Bezman Shayoyvel Noyeg? It's possible it's a Moichas Adeo Lepeiros. You sold only the field. You maintained the Peiros for yourself. One man owns the field, the other man owns the Peiros. If the father would want to go and he would want to start digging and clapping in this field, he wouldn't be able to do it because all he owns is the payrise. This is the equivalent of the first of the two machloikis in Rabbi Yechon Reish Lakish, not the second. So here's the punchline of the Ktsais. Zok the Ktsais that I think that when the Gemara said the Reish Lakish, the Gemara was only paskining like Reish Lakish in this type of shail of Kenya Peres Kenya Naguftami. Where the Kenya Peres Kenya Naguftami is a case where all I have is the Peres, I have nothing in the Guf. There, the Hilchasakavasi, the Reish Lakish, that Kenya Peres is not Kenya Naguftami. But in a case where I do have in the guf, in a case where I have in the guf, albeit Lizman, but a Kenyan Lizman in the guf, I have, like the Ramam says in Parach of Kimmel Hilchas Mechiro. You want to be boino machriv gezunte. You have every right to do that. Oh, in that instance, the Gemara never passed in that Talachas like Rish Lakish. And if that's the case, it's Yitachin says the Ktois that Hadar Dinat for the rule, which is whenever the Machos are Yechon Rish Lakish, Talachas is going to be like Rabbi Yechonon. So said the Ktois, this Chilik in the Gemara, where the Gemara said a Tzricha, Two types of Kenya Peres Kenya Guftami could be as extremely manifest la It's not just a havamina of why I need a tzrichasa in the daf. Why yesterday's daf ended so similar to the way today's daf began. It sounded like it's mamish chazaris hashir. We needed a whole tzrichasa over here. It's more than just a fleeting havamina in the Gemara. It's a svara that's chayvikayom. Because this that we pass like Rishlokish, King Prince, Lav, King, and Guf, that's when I only have in the Paris of Garnet in the Guf. But if I had something in the Guf, the other Allah would be like Rabbi Yochanan. The other Allah would be that Kenya Paris is Kenya Guf, if that's the case, it's Miyoshev Rabbeinu Tam's Kasha. Rabbeinu Tam asked the Kasha, Eich Motsanu Yadeinu Vraglenu. The base Hamedrish, being that we paskin like Rishlokish, like Kenya Paris is Lav, King, and Guf, and yet at the same time, we pass in like Rabbi Yochanan. 
We pass in Ein Breira by Dairaisa. If we pass in Ein Breira by Dairaisa, means any time there was ever a man that had two sons, it comes out that what he was Moirish was Kenyan Paris. And if all it is is Kenyan Paris, you're never going to be made of a Kaira unless you can find the Chad Bar Chad, which is very not Mestaber. Is how could we survive in base measures? Which was really Rabbi Yosef's Ha'ara. The Chad was not Toysfus's Chad. The Chad was Rabbi Yosef's Chad. But Rabbi Yosef said it's good because who holds Achen Shachal Kulukuch is Rabbi Yechon. He also holds Kenyan Paris is Kenyan Aguf Dami. We pass like Rishlokish. And we also pass like Rabbi Yochanan Shachalko. Zaktik Tois, we pass like Rishlokish when the Kenyan Paris is only in the Paris. But Achen Shachalko is Mancha Yoival Noyeg. They're the brothers. When they divided up until Yoival, they could be Boina, they could be Machriv, they can make a mess, they can do whatever they want to do. It's their right. Because that's Moichir Sadeh over Yoival. And Moichir Sadeh is Mancha Yoival Noyeg. Over there, the Allah is like Rabbi Yochanan. I mean that over there, the Allah is like Rabbi Yochanan. So the halacha of ha'achet shachalku l'kuchay saying, and the halacha of kinya peres kinya agafdomi, they they go together very very well. And just like Rabbi Yosef said, that Rabbi Yochanan is able to survive in Beis Medrash. Baruch Hashem, we could all survive in Beis Medrash. Matzanu yodeinu ragleinu in Beis Medrash. Because although it's true, we pass in imbreiro ha'achet shachalku l'kuchay saying machzir and zelazebi yovel, but as it relates to kinya peres in this type of case. We also pass in Kenyan Paris, Kenyan. I think more. Everyone knows Perka Choyl Islamud Vavam and Beis and Yevamis. That Allah is like Reish Lakish. Like the Ktsois, Allah is like Reish Lakish in that type of sugi of Kenyan Paris. But in this type of sugi of Kenyan Paris, the Allah is actually going to be like Rabbi Yechon. There's one other part to this which we're not going to talk about, and that is how do you view Baal Benichsa Yishtai, who also has a Kenyan Paris? What kind of Kenyan Paris is that? Is that the Kenyan Paris of Moichah Sadeo the Paris? Or is that a Kenyan Paris of Moichah Sadeo Bezman Shayoyev Noyek? Milam Acherem. If a husband who owns the Paris of the Nechsem Alug of his wife wanted to now go to his wife's field and he wanted to be Boinu Machrev, is that something he'd be allowed to do or is that something he would not be allowed to do? Right? That would take us right to the core of this Shiloh. The Ktsoi speaks out Mufurish in this piece, in Reish Nun Zayin, that if the husband would want, he could do whatever he wants in the field. On the bottom of the Ktsoi, and that guy is from Rabbi Jimmy Trofsky, so he brings from the guy in its before, not that way. And even the Ktsoi was mafalful about this in other places as well. But this would take us really to the next part of this discussion. And that is, we have two dinim in the Sugi of Kinyan Peres, Kinyan Aguf, Tommy. How do you view Baal Benich Sayishtoi as it relates to Kinyan Peres, Kinyan Aguf? We already posted a related raid bite that goes back to Mesechtis it's a Rameir Simcha in Orsameach in Hilchas Reitzach, Shmir Sanefesh Perik Beis, where it's a, again a Lomdish piece, but also a very foundational piece in terms of understanding the gather of the Kenyan Peris, the Kenyan Aguf of Baal Benich Sayishtai, and we will stop.